Hey everybody, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, none other than Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Woohoo! Wow. You made it sound like I was going to be a surprise. Like none other than, you'll never guess, Robbie well, it McNeil. Is, it is a bit of a surprise, sir. Uh, you have some new news I do. I am an engaged man now. <laughs> I am. I am engaged to matrimony. Yes, you are I in, am. Yes, engaged new, you are. Engaged yeah, you a, are. A New Year's Eve surprise for mm-hmm. Rebecca. Yes. Very exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. It's I love that. Exciting. Congratulations, my friend. That's thank really, you. Yeah. I'll I'll keep everybody updated along the journey as we go for updates on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, plans, planning, all of the excitement, <laughs> the nuptials. But yes, I'm very, very excited. Just so everyone knows, Robbie was trying to call me the day, the evening that he actually made the proposal. He was uh-huh. trying to call it to, to myself and Megan just to, to let us know that it had happened. And we both got messages, but we didn't look at them until way later. And we were like, oh, crap. <laughs> so the next morning is when we found out. And, and it's so funny because Robbie ends up uh, calling me on FaceTime, like video, which he never does. And I, I'm like, mm, what is he doing? Like, I'm still in bed. Right. So then uh, he calls and then I'm, I'm like, look, um, my hair I call him back on audio. Yeah. I, I got my hair, I, I, my hair, I got bed head or whatever. I don't want to, I don't want to answer with video. And he says, well, I need to show you something. I'm like, what does that mean? So you were very reluctantly put on the video. I was, I reluctantly put on the video. And yeah, then, uh, then of course the announcement came on. And then of course my bed head didn't matter at all at that point, <laughs> you know, so it was good. So I was very excited to, yeah. to, uh, to hear the news. This week's episode is Tuvix. We're going to be going over Tuvix, one of my favorite. I enjoyed this episode a lot. Yeah. So. I remember, I remember filming this episode Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Okay. To, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, very cool. All right, so let's let's go watch this uh, episode, and uh, yeah, we'll be it's right. Been back. a while. I'm excited. Okay, let's Me go too. watch it. We are back. Wow. wow! 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 I don't know if I'm sad or happy or I'm sad. That's a very complicated episode. You know? It is. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, on a lighter note, I just want to show you my shirt, okay? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, Admiral Kim, it's nice. Right. So for those of you that are just listening, I have a black T-shirt with white letter, uh, white lettering on there. It says San Francisco. There's a Golden Gate Bridge at the top and San Francisco underneath. And then in cursive, it says Admiral Kim's bar and grill and this is a gift from marina kravchuk one of our oh. patreon patrons um and someone that was on the star trek cruise uh and a fan that i've been uh in contact with for a while now i i've known of marina for quite some time this refers to my story that i've made up when fans ask me like what, what happened, happened to Kim yeah, what happened to- yeah <laughs> What happened to Harry? And I said, well, look, it's it's simple. Harry never gets promoted. So that's why he quits Starfleet. He's very upset for not getting promoted. And he quits Starfleet 
but yet he rents out the retail space right next to Starfleet headquarters in San Francisco and opens up Admiral Kim's Bar and Grill, is what I tell everyone. <laughs> Where only ensigns or lower get a discount. Everybody else doesn't get one. So. Oh, yeah, very clever. Yes. Very clever. Nice. Yeah. I like so, it. I like that shirt. Yeah, it's a cool shirt. And very, it was from... Yeah. Yeah. Just, just so you know, it's from the Guac and Fries group. This is a group that started by Megan, basically, of people that were on the Star Trek cruise. And um, we had a secret Santa, but we called it the secret Spock um, Christmas kind of giveaway. Thing. Oh, so, that's Yeah. So my haiku synopsis of Tuvix is <clears throat> Tuvok and Neelix merged into one. It's Tuvix. Janeway separates <laughs> that's pretty clear that's pretty yeah. clear what happened <laughs> wow okay thank All you right. for that deep profound haiku mm. now i'm going to mm. give you a limerick okay before you give it to us yes what percentage is robbie what percentage is rebecca i would say this is about 80 20 me oh one two three four yeah i'd say this is about 80 20 me okay here we go Tuvok and Neelix become one. The new guy on board is quite fun. Tuvix doesn't want to comply when he learned he must die. By herself, Janeway gets the job done. Oh. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. Mm. That's oh. the limerick. That's that's I think we we synopsized it very well with our short I little think so too. poetic I think so odes. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, wow. I'm sad again. I know, I know. It's sad. Let's just dive right into it. Who uh, okay. wrote and directed this one? Uh, yeah, this was uh, written uh, by, well, the story is by Andrew Shepard Price and Mark mm -hmm. Gaberman. Teleplay is by Ken Biller. Directed by the late Cliff Bowl. So Cliff directed this mm. one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always love um, when Cliff was there. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, okay. what, what's your overall impression of this? I'll tell you, I'll give you my overall. In a yeah, it just, I, you know, I, it's weird because I don't remember it ending it, ending the way it did. Yeah, me neither. Like it, I, mean, it was I did so remember that that was a, a discussion as, as we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. I remember that Janeway had to make a choice. I just didn't remember it, the tone of it being so. So abrupt and sad and desperate and yeah and um, uh, my overall impression of this episode is I think it was really bad for Janeway. I think it yeah. put her into a position to where she had to do something bad, but the alternative was also bad. There was no, yeah. there's there was no absolutely no winner here. There was no, no. and uh, I wish that they could have found a way that this decision. Could have sort of revealed itself to be a natural decision rather than Janeway sort of deciding it in such a dramatic way and then forcing it as as you know we'll jump we're jumping to the end but forcing it onto Tuvix as he pleaded so eloquently and emotionally and in every way I just thought it was really yeah it was very sad very sad it, it is truly in Star Trek terminology a Kobayashi Maru which is a no-win situation. Yeah. That's, and it's, I, God, I mean, I really, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, um, 
I'm really kind of just bummed out right now <laughs> after yeah. watching this. It I was know. just a tough, especially uh, um, how it ended with, with I, I really thought that there was, a, after she leaves sickbay and does the deed of the separation, yeah. I thought there was going to be a captain's log of her talking or some voiceover or another scene with Neelix or another scene with Tuvok sitting in the, I thought there was something else after that scene, but there yeah. wasn't. No. It went right to credits and I said, wait a minute. Yeah, and you really didn't get any sense. You know, you, you got a lot of the sci-fi science of what Tuvix picked up from the merging, but we yeah. got no resolution when they were separated again. Does Neelix remember what happened? Does Tuvok remember what happened? Do they have the, the, the memories of Tuvix? The collective um, memories of Tuvix, do they or not? Yeah, they yeah. should, right? Shouldn't they? I mean, they yeah. should. Yeah, I would think that they would. I would think uh, they would, but they don't, we don't, you know, that would have been a nice, I don't know, would have, it would have felt um, satisfying on some level to know that, yeah, at least that that our heroes that we know and love had some memory of the sacrifice that was made for them, or even some bonding in a way that that Neelix and Tuvok somehow out of this, the gift is that they are connected in a way that they that no one else was connected, you know, on our yeah. on our show. But yet, yeah, um, like after they beam back in and they're separated, they should have hugged. Or something, you know. There should have been yeah. something that we made us feel like, oh my God, there's another connection. There's this deeper connection yeah. between Tuvok and Neelix. All right, so this is interesting that we started with the end of the episode, but let's go to the beginning of the yeah. Episode. Let's go back to the um, top. Okay. So. Yeah. So they're they're foraging for orchids for these plants and everything yes. on the planet, and it's it's uh, Tuvok and Neelix uh, together foraging. One of my favorite lines was Neelix says to Tuvok. Um, that you're more Tuvokian than normal, <laughs> which yeah, was cute. Good. And then Tuvok at the end says, I wish you would be less like yourself, you know, <laughs> and not more like yourself at the end. Well, it was so, funny because just knowing the title, I think as fans or whatever coming into it, anyone would know, oh, we're headed towards some mashup of these two. Yeah. And so I felt like that first scene sort of amplified their differences like more right. than I, almost more than I've ever seen. Like mm -hmm. Neelix was more energetic and positive than I've, you know, maybe ever seen him. And Tuvok yeah. seemed more, you know, arrogant and cold and distant yeah. than, I, than I'm used to seeing him. So those were right. amplified qualities. I also yeah. won wondered immediately in the captain's log, she talks about it, but she says they're down there because this may be a new food source. And, you know, the planet may have something to help with their food supplies. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense why Neelix might be there because he knows about food. Mm. Although, and we'll get to it later on, but at one point, Janeway talks about Tuvik's cooking and being so much better than Neelix's. And I'm like, yeah. oh man, why did the writers, they just went after him. People just talk crap about Neelix's cooking so yeah. much. So if it's so bad, why did they send him down to the planet to be the guy to pick out the food supply? Anyway, um, very true. The other thing I thought about as I as I you know watched that opening scene of them foraging, and I knew kind of the premise of this episode, but I was like, what if it was a different pair that had been sent down? Like, what if it was, <laughs> what if it was like Balana and Kess were on the away mission, and they got so you got. Bales, or you got Kalana, or whatever, Kles. Kalana, Kalana, 
but oh. yeah, it was like, oh, that would be a, that would be fun to go through like the matchups of like who else would would I like Balesse. Did you say Balesse? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go through it. So if it was Tom and Harry, we'd come back as Hom or Terry. (laughs) Terry. (laughs) Terry or Hom. And then uh, uh, who who else? If Chakotay. Janeway and Chakotay. Janeway and Chakotay went down. It'd be Chakotay. Yeah. 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 Or Chakotay. 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 Chakotay and yes um what would uh let's, the doctor let's... wouldn't work because he's a hologram so well if we it, just called it... him doctor okay. so doctor and neelix if they went down then it would be uh and let's just say that he wasn't a hologram let's yeah. say he could be merged then that would be daleks uh, i was gonna say delix delix, delix. okay yeah and doctor and with Nictor. 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 <laughs> oh my god well what if it was tom and oh my god if it was tom and chakotay yeah chakotay chakotay yeah or chakotom 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 there you go yeah it would have been interesting to like yeah. you know what other people could have been sent on this mission to forage for food mm. uh, a, a lot of different combos could have gone it could down be there. any it could have been any combo really yeah 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 i also like neelix singing on this away mission by the way oh yeah he remember when he was singing the song scene, yeah mm-hmm. although i don't know if he knew the tune very well because he seemed to have a different melody the second time he sang it i was like <laughs> wait that's not the same song you just sang what if tuvok uh, and kess were down there then it would be kuvok <laughs> or tuves <laughs> Or we can go all day long. Deuce. Deuce. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could go all day long. That's what my mind started going. To, I'm like, oh my God. This okay, is but if we're coming, to, if we bring it. And Neelix being two Vicks. Now, what would their new hybrid race species be called? Oh. Would it be a, a Vulcan and Talaxian? Would it be a Valaxian? A Volcaxian? Or a Tolkien? <laughs> or a Talok Talokan. I like what, what was the first one? Valaxian, Volcaxian, Tolkien, or Talokan. I like Volcaxian. Volcaxian. Yeah. Okay. Valaxian sounds like uh that sounds like, like an a... erectile dif- dysfunction <laughs> medicine. Sometimes Not feeling you yourself have a lately. Trouble, you know what you need? Some Valaxian. You need some Valaxian right yeah. now. Yeah. 10 milligrams of Valaxian will get you going. <laughs> Just what you need. So it sounds like a pharmaceutical of some kind. Yeah. Having trouble while <laughs> having trouble while dealing with Ponfar, you might need Valaxian. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. So let's go back to the beginning. Uh, yes. We see the scene. They're down on the planet. Yeah. Now they're beamed back up. And now we find that well, there is a minor glitch yes. in the molecular imaging scanners. And I'll be perfectly honest. As I'm watching this, because I don't remember all the details, I thought, "Am I the reason why Tuvix yeah. was born?" I thought, "Did you think that too?" Yes, did, I did. You? I did because you were like Later working on the thing. Yeah, and then you say, "Okay, let's said, do this." Okay, it's ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, thank oh, God oh, we oh. find out it really wasn't me because everything was it was operating within normal yeah. parameters. Yeah. It was actually the crazy orchid. That but I was did doing think it. Harry was to blame for a minute. I really oh. did. 
I'm really, okay. it's a breath of fresh air. I thought that it was my, um, you know, negligence that caused this. So. By the way, yeah. And then the next scene in Sick Bay, when they bring, you know, he shows up on the transporter room and then yeah. the, he said, I, I, I think I better get myself to Sick Bay. And he heads down there. And you're mm-hmm. down there. Harry's down there. But Harry seems extremely suspicious of Tuvix in that scene. Did you notice that? Your performance the- seemed very like, I don't trust this strange. Are you talking about in the transporter room or in no, the sick bay? In the sick bay. And then you really, left. yeah. Oh. I thought you were extremely unnecessarily suspicious. Okay. I thought right. I got it. I thought I was, I thought I was unnecessarily suspicious in the transporter room after we figure out who yep. it is. Yeah. I was a little pulled too. Up the thing. Well, that's what I thought you were playing there that Harry was like, you know, on guard. This is not, Tuvok or Neelix, and then it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. And even yeah. in Sick Bay, that sort of spilled over into Sick it Bay. Carried over. I, yeah, yeah. That it carried over. Just could not believe your eyes. You could not believe what you just saw. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I do. I do see that. I really enjoyed seeing that Starfleet uniform. I was about <laughs> to say the same thing on the, my my next note, but I was going to let you finish. Yeah, the, the Starfleet uniform was amazing, but I'm sorry. I don't think that's how it works. Like the DNA might get mixed up. <laughs> but the clothes aren't going to do it. thread and reweave the fabric <laughs> with all the things. I don't think that's how science works. Um, well, cool... in Star Trek, it works that way. In yeah, Star I... Trek Voyager, it works that way. <laughs> I Clearly. Guess, I guess it uh, did. I, I kept saying, why can't all our uniforms look like that? that that's works. that's a little panache there. Yeah. It's a little extra flashiness there, yeah. right? So I liked it. So. Like the design, and then it had like yeah. the the I don't know what you call it, the kind of neelix sort of big decorative pieces along it. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, good job to to Bob Blackman, head of wardrobe, for yeah. getting that one together. So that yeah, was a good uh, cool. that was a good piece of wardrobe. Yeah, I wonder who has... has that. I want somebody's got that. You know that they've auctioned off everything from Voyager at the end. Oh, like wow. every uniform except for the two that you pretty much stole um uh, i i mean and then jamie yeah. stole hers but but god you know if i, I had you're known, the only one that didn't steal i probably one. probably so if i but if i knew now what i what i what did I not know then we all were yeah i would have a i would have a stolen two of my own just like you and i would have stolen two vix's uniform when they comes out of the, the yeah the, the two vix uniform is cool yeah the transport stole uniform. is a strong word Garrett okay. stole is you, a you appropriated I, I held on to you I never claimed, let go of them I claimed my memories you claimed them my emotionally bonded I mean you like know what you else were a, uh, were and you also, a squatter you're I, you have squatters rights yes I had squatters rights on those I also like literally sweated into these uniforms I feel yeah. like it just wouldn't be right to <laughs> let anyone ever put on dirty clothes like that that i took them home to do my own laundry um so stole oh, is a yeah okay all right i'm not gonna say stole from now on i'm just gonna say the five finger discount yes, that's what okay. you got on that one okay <laughs> um, um yeah so i, I would I, I somebody's got that out there so if anyone knows who has tuvix's uniform please email us um yes. i would like to know i'm curious yes. all right uh I, I felt very bad for Cass. She seemed very upset initially, you know, off off the get go. It's like she was speechless for uh, yeah quite a bit of that. His first arrival and mm-hmm. and he was uh, 
you know, trying to engage her, but she was just could not put words together. Um, and she's and in a state of shock. She's in a she state was totally of shock. In a, in a state of shock. Yeah. Jane Janeway comes in, uh, and and Tuvix talks to her and says, you know, you're going to need your most experienced tactical officer on on the bridge, and that's me. And then he did this huge eyebrow raise, like a yes. Did you yes. see that? Yes. So he did the uh, he did the, the, the Tim Russ Tuvok eyebrow raise. He did yes. that. But before he did that, when Janeway asks him, how are you? He says, I feel well. You might even say exhilarated. And right oh, yeah. when he said exhilarated, his his body movement, all his physicality was pure Neelix. It was yeah. just like, oh my God, that's Neelix yeah. moving around the way Neelix would move around yeah. and speaking in a, in a bit of a Neelix cadence, you know? Yeah. Um, but then he ends it with the with the Tuvok eyebrow. Race, the Tuvok which, eyebrow was brilliant. I loved you know, it. Tom knocked it out of the park. He really did. Yeah, he did great. I also loved when the doctor came on, came in to talk to to Janeway uh, around that time, and and the doctor's talking about, well, yes, he uh, he has Tuvok's superiority, and Neelix's abulians. He says, yes. so please give him an assignment, any assignment. <laughs> it was so irritating to the doctor that uh, Tuvix was in. So I funny. wrote that exact quote down. He possesses Tuvok's irritating sense of intellectual superiority and Neelix and Neelix's annoying ebullience. Yes. So uh, that was what, oh, and then at the end, Tuvix grabs the doctor, just like Neelix would have grabbed the doctor. Oh yeah, of, that's you know, right. With the one one arm hug, uh -huh. whatever that he does, which was very Neelix esque. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we go to the briefing room next, where we yep. finally learn Harry's off the hook. It's symbiogenesis. Yes. Um, thank God. Thank yes. God. Uh, oh, and then you forgot one last thing. I was pissed off thing. at you, by the way, dude. I, I was, know. You I was. I was pretty much pissed at you. You. You know. You said it's good to go, and it wasn't. I, you combined I, them. Amen. So. I was. I was pissed at me. Okay. I was pissed at me. I don't blame you. Uh, um. Hey, don't forget two box. Two box. <laughs> two vix. Two vix. Two box. Two vix. That's Robert Beltran's uh, Robert Beltran. favorite line that favorite he line. ever had. We would and he looked get That's how you get a belt. That's how you get a Chicote voice going. And he looked get Tubuck. And he looked get Tubuck. Um, so he, there is a, there's a Tufix compliments Janeway, like Neelix does. And yeah. then remember how Ethan Phillips told us that. He always, or at least maybe you told me that Ethan told you that he always played Neelix as if he had a crush on Janeway. Mm. And I'm almost wondering, did he pass that information on to Tom Wright? Oh, interesting. Maybe. 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 I know that I, I do remember Tom, as you said before we started watching, um, he had to do a lot of research. I think he did a lot of research. I, my memory yeah. as I watched this, I remembered uh, Neelix or Neelix, Ethan and uh and tim sort of talking mm -hmm. about this episode because they didn't have a lot to do in it they had yeah. the one away mission scene and then the one sick bay scene and that was it um, yeah even though it was very much about their characters um right so i think they, they weren't they, in it but they had a vacation <laughs> they, they had a big vacation but they did help tom i think they both talk i remember them talking to me about conversations they had with him so let's go back to the briefing room yes and my first note is I never stand in the briefing room leaning against a chair like that. I think that's the only episode wow. that I've ever that you ever see Harry leaning against. Harry stands like he's at the he's up at, at the at a view screen talking about stuff. I don't know. Do you think Cliff Ball sat there and said, "Garrett, 
I need you to lean on this chair. I, I mean, that's know. like, that's really, I don't know. Maybe you were, he's, he's, maybe you leaned in and he's like, yeah, I like that leaning in the intensity or something. Maybe it got sort of encouraged. Yeah. yeah Cause it doesn't yeah. seem like something you normally do. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe like we were all sitting down and he got sick of it. He goes like, Hey, let's change this up a little bit. Let's have a little different levels going on. Everyone's always sitting down. Why don't yeah. you stand up on this one? Yeah. Why don't you lean on, get, use the chair as, as, as your, is your podium, you know? So um, it's different. It's different. I like it. Yeah. I think that sometimes on the bridge or in the briefing room or some of our regular sets that we were in a lot, sometimes directors would come in and just do things to be different just because like it wasn't necessarily about that particular scene or story or anything other than mm -hmm. let's just do something different in here. Like, yeah. Uh, symbiogenesis is suggested by Tuvix, yes. but of course he first belts out the word sex like that. And then, uh, <laughs> explains himself. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, please don't take offense. Yes. I am not a fan of Tom's hair in this briefing room. Scene. Really? I was going to say what? another great hair day for Tom. Oh no. Yeah, I was. It was really? kind of poofy. It was a lot of hair. No. Hair. It was nineties no. hair. Come on. No, no. It, I don't know. It was very it poofy. Was just... It didn't have the whoop-de-whoop. -whoop. Sometimes I would have a whoop-de-whoop. But it didn't yeah, there have... was no whoop-de-whoop. -whoop. I like whoop-de-whoop. -whoop. Oh, was... you like whoop-de-whoop. -whoop. I, I like when there's a little bit of a of, of a of a wave going on, like a, a wave in the ocean. I often have a wave, but yeah, but this, this was, time this was more of like a, a this was more um I, sort don't of don't get mad. Thing. This was more Brillo pad is to me. It was okay. like a cleaning pad pad-esque, yeah. and it just it wasn't I wasn't a fan of it. Okay. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. I I this is probably the only time. I've ever noticed your hair looking like that. Interesting. Ever. Yeah. Interesting. So, and I, I and, thought it was a good so hair day. We're going to, it was a good hair day. We're going to have okay. to agree to disagree on this one. We will. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Tuvix invites Kess on a date. Yeah. Out, in out, the corridor. In the corridor. Yeah. yeah invites yeah. him on a date or her, invites her on a date to make trillion crepes. To make trillion crepes. But I noticed in that scene in the hallway that she seemed to make a shift from that sort of scared or, you know, dealing with her grieving. She seems to make a quick turn there and she sort of smiles. And then the next thing you know, they're walking into the mess hall and she's laughing like she's giggling with him. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that was a quick turn. Um, yeah. But, but when she walks up towards him, though, she kind of treats him just like, like a work person. Or yeah. a, almost like an acquaintance, not, you know, definitely not her yeah. partner, right? So she's sort of accepted the fact that, okay, this is, it is what it is, yeah. but this is definitely not my Neelix. So I'm, you're, I'm just going to talk to you like normal. And of yeah. course, once she gets in the mess hall, there's that crazy giggling scene that it's, it's, I wrote down, what an odd laugh yeah. you know, to have. I, it's just, where, why was that there? I, I don't know. Um, maybe you can explain it, but it, you know, the met, but, but maybe it's just because the scene you walk in and the mess hall is a mess, you know, oh, it's, it's a mess, it's a it complete was... mess. Hogan is trying to make his food. Everything's burning. Right. Yeah. It's just horrible. Yeah. It was. And by the way, you and I were extras in the scene sitting in the back. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's weird that we're there. But you we were look there. so bored, Robbie. I was looking at your face. You just, you were just like, mm, you were just looking around like, okay. Yes, we were extras. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we had had some comments there. I mean, it's funny because 
later on, and I don't mean this from a like an egotistical, I wish I had lines kind of place. Yeah. But I do feel like when we got to the end and tu Tuvix was sort of pleading on the bridge, you know, you're my, my colleagues. And he came down to Paris and he said, you're my friends. And he looks at Paris and Paris sort of looked down. You looked down. I know. Yeah. You but rebuked I guess him. I rebuked him. Everyone rebuked him. It was a very awkward scene. No one. Not me. Because I wasn't there. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, when he said that line, you're my friends. I thought, well, I wish I'd seen that in this episode. Some, I wish I had seen Tuvix building more than just the Kess relationship, but starting mm -hmm. to build other relationships. So that in this moment where we're like, oh, we've all sort of gotten to know this new guy. And when he makes his big speech and walks around, we, he can bring up things that have happened in this episode. That's why I guess in the mess hall, it would have been nice to have had us have some more not not a ton of lines but i don't know anything anything yeah you know or, or or when he's cleaning up for us to be walking out and saying something nice about him to suggest that all of us are getting to know tuvix um i think that would have helped well it would have made the end even more tragic i guess yeah uh, but i think that's what that one montage scene sort of sort oh my god as, that montage right, that served that's, as like yeah, that's true yeah this is the bonding because you see him sit down with harry there's no dialogue it's just janeway talking right her yeah her voice or her vo her voiceover basically talking about how you know guess what you know his food is so much better than neelix's and guess what he's figuring and then you know uh, that's yeah. probably where the bonding is happening that's true right. i forgot about the montage and that's yeah. very rare for us on our show we don't um, do montages. We never we? did montages. That was mm -hmm. very rare. Yeah. Actually, yeah. there was a montage in uh, Sacred Ground that my first episode I directed. Yeah. There was a montage in there with Janeway doing all of her tests, but it was very that was rare. Written into the script, or that you? Actually... Yeah, that was written. That was written in. I, there was one of those pieces that I had pitched to them, and we added, but otherwise, that was all written. Yeah. Let's jump back really quickly. So, mess yep. hall. Uh, Tom and Harry eating in the background. Tuvix places his hands on Kess's and it's very awkward because she yeah. is definitely not ready for this. Yep. Um, then we jump to the next scene, which is on the bridge. Uh, Janeway and Chakotay walk in and Tuvox is... Tuvox, I keep wanting to say Tuvox. Tuvix has been there since 0400 hours. Yeah. He's been there since 4 a.m. And, and he solved he, the problem yeah. faster than... Tu Tuvox He's, said it would take 10 days. 10 days. And exactly. Tuvix said, oh yeah, I'm done. It's done. He had a hunch is what he said. Yeah. So that's what made him solve the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can say this. He solved the proximity detector glitch in the security subroutine. Ooh. Nice. There you go. Nice. So, and that was done way faster. So he's really fitting in. He's and really, really fitting in. He's using yeah. the skills and the strengths of both Neelix of both. and Tuvok to, yeah. to be, you know, better, stronger, faster than both of them. So, right. Um, right. So, and in that, and that bridge scene was great because for me, it's just like, okay, Tuvok is so methodical. He's so Vulcan. He has, he knows that he's going to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, to figure out how yeah. to solve this problem. And he has to do every single step to check where this problem is. But then because he has Neelix in him and Neelix is a little bit more go with the flow, Neelix is like, mm, my hunch is that it's probably C and that's right. all he works on C. Yeah. So he gets it done within six hours as yep. opposed to 10 days. Right. Yep. So um, yep. yeah, he, he's better for 
the merge, the hybrid is a better person than yep. the two separated in a way. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. So now we're feeling, we're feeling for, we are now feeling feelings for Tuvix now. Yep. We're like, okay, we got yep. we kind of like this guy. We really do. Speaking of feelings, uh, we jump to the planet and who's there, <laughs> but Tom and Bellana. And I think that's maybe their first away mission alone together. <laughs> Tom and Bellana. No, no, there was no romance at all. Uh, excuse me. I handed her a flower I, right away. Had... <laughs> I handed her a flower. How much more romantic can you get? From the hydroponics bay. You're like, these are the flowers from the hydroponics bay. Here, take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. All right. You see what you want to see. Yeah, I see I, what I, I want to see. Okay? I see work mission. You see romantic first date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, they're down there doing that. And then we go to the sick bay and we see that that all these unscrambling experiments have failed and this oh, is going to be permanent. Yeah. It, it's bad. And Kess is in shock. That felt to me like, like, oh my gosh, Tim Russ and Ethan Phillips are going to be gone. Like, I really, of course, I know we did a lot more episodes with them, but in that moment, they sort of had me for a second. Like, they had me. I was like, this is really a sad moment. It's permanent. Yeah. This was so sad. And now we go to her lighting candles for Neelix and Tuvok. Yeah. I don't know if it's the script itself because, you know, the whole montage with the Janeway voiceover talking about how much, how much better this hybrid individual was than the two of them separated. Yeah. And then also just working with Tom Wright, like off camera, this guy was just, he was awesome to talk to, um, consummate uh, professional. Uh, gentleman, witty, uh, handsome guy, you know, like he had all these things going for him that I, I got to be perfectly honest with you. I was, I You're shed like, a why tear. Why can't we keep him? Why can't we keep this guy? I think I, I like Tom, Tom Wright also, but I wish there was a way that we could have like split him and would have been cool to have Tom stay on as Tuvix and somehow extract the DNA to recreate Yes. You know, both Tuvok and Neelix. And now you've got this crazy weird mashup that's kind of better than both of them. I don't know. That could have been fun. And I, I, I agree with you. I like Tom. He was a good guy. Um, all right. Let's continue. Mm. Okay. Bubba. Uh, all right, Bubba. Um, um, <laughs> okay. So the, uh, this is permanent and she's lighting a candle. She's grieving. And Tuvix yeah. comes in. And Tuvix says he loves her. He loves he her. Kisses her. Yeah. And and when he leaves, she to me, she seemed to swoon. She seemed to be like, Oh, the vapors, the vapors. You, you got the swoon? I got, I got the, the freak out. I thought it was the freak out oh. because Yeah, I don't know. Huh. It was a, it was like a dramatic sort of oh, I thought it was the vapors. I thought it was like the vapors. Okay. It might be. It might be. It might she got swept up in the emotion of it, probably. But yeah, I, I really the, felt that confusion of it probably as well. Well, yeah. Because of that was, line that he says, that he said, the doctor says it may take years to figure this out, how to get Tuvok and Neelix back, which may be a lifetime for you, is what yes. he says. That is the extent of the Ocompen, you'll be dead, the yeah, Ocompen life uh, span, true. right? Well, and so she kind some... of, she's like, oh my God, a kiss. And then she freaks. And then she freaks. Okay. Uh, you uh, thought it was swooning. Swoons, you thought it was swooning. I, I felt freaks, it was more freaked swoons. out. Well, she does go to Janeway's quarters. To get some answers, mm-hmm. Janeway gives a big speech about feeling disconnected to the one we love. And you can tell that she's really empathizing with um, with Kess here. And I thought I thought Kate did a really good job in that scene, actually. I loved, yeah. I loved the way she played that scene with Kess. It felt very 
grounded and real and personal. And I, I, I did remember as we rewatched this episode, because my trailer was right by Kate's and I would hear from her sometimes if she had strong feelings about episodes. And she really struggled with this episode. Mm. I remembered as we were watching it, I remembered how she, she was very worried about this episode as an actor and, and for her character that this put her in a very, um, a very, you know, a no win situation. And uh, yeah. she was very concerned about it. So I thought the way she played that scene with cast in the quarters was very simple and very personal, very authentic. And I think it was the struggle. She was trying to kind of understand and justify where the story was headed. So. And I think that's probably the most authentic that Janeway has been up to this point. I mean, if you think about it, you know, she, the, what the lines that she had, yeah. you know, do we accept that we're separated from our loved ones forever? Or do we hold on to the hope that someday we'll be with them again? And then Kess asked her, well, how do you, how have you, you know, dealt with this? And she yeah. says that some days she's full of hope and optimism. Other yeah. days she dreams about being with Mark, but when she wakes up and realizes that it's a dream, she is terribly discouraged and like you don't hear Janeway talking like this yeah it's a nice scene it's yeah, a, good it's a scene great scene Kate. we get our montage. montage that we talked about which is mm -hmm. very rare for us but I thought very well done mm -hmm. and uh I couldn't believe like I said before that Janeway takes a shot at Neelix's cooking yeah, uh, yeah. my um, taste buds are definitely happy to have him around yes taste buds <laughs> All right, and now let's get to Harry practicing his clarinet. Wow. Oh, God. Wow, that was very impressive. That was a Did long like sequence, a long sequence that you had to, we were, you were playing in sync to uh, a recording of that? Yeah, the playback was done by my clarinet teacher. So it's yeah. his actual playback, but I am, I am, I am fingering all the notes correctly, you know, yeah. in, in sync, in, in the correct timing in sync. Yeah. Like I said before, it, it, it was a very stressful time anytime I had to do clarinet scene i do not remember that i had a clarinet scene in this particular episode but obviously i did but it just stressed me out because i'm not a clarinet player and i wanted yeah. to make it look realistic to anybody watching yeah. who happens to play the clarinet or the saxophone they would have known if i was faking it you know yeah. and uh really stressed out because while you guys are all just lounging in your trailer i would have to sit there and learn this darn clarinet mm. piece but thank you for um uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. Really good. Thank you so much. Uh, the doctor calls in. He has a theory. Right? Yes. And Kim is is so excited. He runs down there and stops playing. That was me being excited to not having to play clarinet anymore. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to run down to sick bay now. Bye. We jump to Sandrine's. Yeah, we go to Sandrine's. Tuvix is a pool shark, clearly. Yeah, he uh, is clearly a pool shark. He's just better at everything than everybody. Uh, Kess shows up very awkward day she says ultimately yeah. she says i just want to be friends and yeah and he's kind of disappointed and she's like and you know let our friendship grow yeah so she's willing to take it very slowly very so slowly she, and then he's like he's open yes he's optimistic yeah they hold but hands like without her freaking out it's just friendship it's just friendship it's just we wanted to grow our friendship into more friendship but friendship mm -hmm. friendship friendship yeah that's what mm -hmm. i kind of heard there so well, I kept thinking, uh, since he's so much better at pool, he's better at cooking, he's probably better at lovemaking, is what I thought. I thought, you know, this might be an upgrade for Kess. Yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> but then we've spoken before. We don't even know if these two have ever even had any type of physical no, we don't know. intercourse. We don't no. know that. We don't. We really don't. We never will, mm. for sure. <laughs> um, 
So we we also find out after this that uh, the doctor and Harry have solved it. They figured out how to do this isotope thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also see that Tuvix doesn't want to die. We realize that hits him in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that was jolting. That was really jolting. Yeah, it was. Because, you know, he's kind of sitting there and you just... He blurts it out. He goes, I don't want to die. And it's just, that's when you start realizing this person is, is an individual separate yeah. from the other two. He yeah. totally has his own, you know, yeah. everything is, is, is different, really. It's the same, but yet it's different. Yeah. yeah. I, there was a Janeway line. I don't know if it was in a voiceover. Or I can't remember, but she said, at which point did he become an individual and not just a transporter accident? And I thought that was a very well put line, you know, and a great Star yeah. Trek line. <laughs> You know, it is. Um, yep. um, then the arguing goes back and forth, the debate. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the captain, so I should make this decision. Tuvix says, This is my life, so I should make my decision. Mm-hmm. This decision, uh, Tuvix, Tuvix says, I keep wanting to say two box. What the heck? Tuvix <laughs> says that Janeway would be ordering an execution and that I have the right to live. Yeah, I thought it was interesting in that it was, it was a great sort of uh, almost a courtroom scene between. Uh, Tuvix and Janeway sort of arguing this lo- this logic war back and forth. And I thought Tom, again, did a great job of bringing out kind of Tuvok's logic and intellect. And at times he needed it, uh, having Neelix sort of present himself and being very emotionally compelling. And so I thought, mm-hmm. I thought Tom did a great job and the scene was well-written. It was great. Let's settle this right now. Okay. Yes. Tom Paris Bolana. Balana Harry Kim pairing. Now, if you, Tom and Balana, got merged in a transporter accident, uh-huh. you would be either Talana or Bomb. <laughs> bomb. Okay. Now, if Harry and Balana got mixed in a transporter accident, it would be Halana or Barry. <laughs> no. I think that's that flows better. Barry or Halana. More so than Talana or Bomb, right? No, Tom and Balana <laughs> are the bomb. You can't beat the bomb, baby. All right, you guys are the bomb. Okay. <laughs> Tuvix ends up asking uh, Kess, like after this yeah. logic war and this debate yep. with, uh, with Janeway, he goes to Kess, which is just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Kess comes in, uh, uh, you know, to, to Janeway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 just uh, realizes that she once she has a great a deep breakdown, and I know that mm-hmm. that had to have had an impact on Janeway's decision. Uh, Tuvix is back yeah. on the bridge. Um, you have this moment of of Janeway just sitting alone in her quarters or in her in her ready room, and then she gets yeah. up and starts to walk out, and the the end game begins, and it's just heart it's heartbreaking. You know, Tuvix is freaking out and running for his life and yeah. has to call yeah. security and um i i think that i guess for better or worse jane you know it's uh janeway realized the importance of what she was deciding to do and her decision and all and took full responsibility did the procedure herself she does every you know the doctor says i'm a i'm a a doctor i i cannot uh, do something to cause harm that would mm-hmm. kill tuvix and so she says, give me the, you know, give me the injection. She does the injection. She does the procedure. It was just heartbreaking. It was really sad. Really, really sad. And yeah. by the way, and then when it, when it does start, they start the, the medical transport or whatever. 
um, surgical transport, it almost looked for a minute like there might be three of them. You know, there was like Tuvix is sitting in the middle <laughs> and then the other two start coming on the side. And then it's like, wait, is there going to be all three of them? Is there going to be, yeah. hey, maybe there's going to be three Tuvox or maybe there's going to be three, you know, like they're going to end up with a wrong combo. Yeah. It's like a shell game of what's, what are you going to end up with? Well, yeah, but we almost got what we wished for, which is both Tuvok and Neelix back and Tuvix. And still. Tuvix sitting in right? the middle. I want to give a shout out to when back on the bridge, when Tuvok, after Tuvok has had the debate with Janeway, he goes on the bridge, he goes to the tactical station and he relieves the individual at tactical who yeah. is one of our longtime background uh, actors. And that's Louie there. And that's I just right. remember while I'm watching that, like Megan was like, Who's that? I go, that's Louis. So, that's Louis. Yeah. He that's had to Louis. act for a minute. Act Louis had to like stop and look at stop and yeah. Like, yeah. what am I gonna do? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I wasn't sure about like, oh, I was just watching Janeway on the bridge as she's standing behind Tuvix, who's starting to freak out and plead to everybody. And she's just giving this it's just a very kind of cold. evil looking look. Cold. Oh, it's cold. It's it's so it's like mm-mm. You're still going to the death, you know, chamber, the gas chamber kind of a thing. And it was really, um, I, I just don't know if there was another way that 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 could have been conveyed or, or how that could have transpired, you know, or if yeah. she could have chose some other way of reaction. acting that particular. So yeah, reaction, because it, it that bugged me. I, I, I didn't like that look on Janeway. Well, she was determined to like, this was not easy for her, clearly, and she was determined to see it through. Right, but it didn't look like she had any humanity at that point, though. Yeah. Right, there wasn't any struggle. The only struggle I saw is after she leaves sick bay, after the deed is done, they're separated. You see her break down for a split second there, and she yeah. grieves about what she did, yeah. and maybe has second thoughts. And that's the only time that she showed her humanity. Like, but on the bridge, she was, you know. But maybe that's the way she had to be as the captain. She had to make the decision and get it done, right? Yeah. And so she had to be cold. But it bugged me. I don't like seeing Janeway cold like. That. I know. I I agree. It was hard to watch. It was hard to see. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. they put Kate Mulgrew in a very tough position for this character to, yeah. to have to play this story. It was a uh, a lose lose. What yeah. kind of lesson do you think that you you could? extract from this episode i think the two kind of themes or lesson that i took from this is one sometimes there aren't any winners that was one lesson for me mm-hmm. is in some situations there is no winning choice okay um and the other lesson lesson for me is leadership is hard what janeway decided to do no one else was in the position to do and i don't know if anyone else could have done it it was a very Correct. hard thing to be done and she did it. Leadership is hard. Well said. I agree with you on both points. Nice. So. Awesome. Okay. Well, that oh was fun. Goodness. It wasn't fun, actually. It was, it was, <laughs> it was tough. But I'm that, glad that's I'm, your normal, that's your normal response at the end of all our podcast episodes. Oh, that was fun. Then you're like, no, that really wasn't that, fun. That one wasn't so fun. <laughs> that one wasn't so fun. But it was uh, yeah, that one was difficult. That fascinating was difficult. to watch. And mm-hmm. my memory was definitely cleared up on a lot of things that. Because I thought I knew more about that episode than I did. And so yeah. great to watch. Agreed. It. And like I said before, it ended so abruptly. She leaves sick bay and yeah. it's done. That episode yeah. is done. Run the credits and it was like, ah, give me a little bit yeah. more. But hey guys, we're really lucky to have writer Lisa Klink to answer a fan question regarding Tuvix. One question, Lisa, that uh, the fans had was, 
uh, for Tuvix, this is a very controversial episode. It was especially damaging to the character of Janeway. Were there any worries yeah, about how I the believe, audience would judge I mean, obviously Janeway it's a, it's a moral conundrum. I mean, we really wanted to make it as difficult a decision as possible. And by doing that, we knew that whichever decision she made, somebody would disagree with it. Um, you know, which is, which is fine, actually. I mean, she doesn't have right. to be, you know, not everybody has to love her in every, every minute of the day. You know, we really wanted this to be thought provoking. Yeah. Do you think there was any um, difference in the decisions they made about things? We like really this tried not to have that make any difference whatsoever, as opposed to a male captain. You know, we like even during the mm. show and so we were writing the scripts. Mm. You know, people yeah. never draw attention to it. You know, it's in that universe, it's not unusual. It's not notable in any way. Right. Right, right. Yeah, it's funny because my memory um, about Kate as an actress when she was doing the show was she was very aware constantly that this was yeah. the first female captain addressing this issue, you know, whatever the episode issue was. In this case, right, sacrificing a life for two others. Um, so I, I think, you know, my memory of Kate is she always sort of she always filtered it through at least not just the lens of she's a Star Trek captain and the authority that that has and all of the, the, the angles that that might, you know, bring up, but she also filtered it through the, the idea yeah. that she was a female captain and, and that there might be, you know, she would at least question like, is there an angle in my performance that I can bring that would be a uniquely mm -hmm female right. experience or perspective or you know perhaps i I, rem I certainly remember that as an actress but it sounds like they tried not to like the right yeah. from a writer place, yeah we, we definitely we, because, because again we usually. were sort of imagining this yeah. great future in which there are an equal number of female and male captains and so it really you know would not be unusual at all right Yeah, it's funny. I uh, I was, you know, this idea of capital yeah. punishment or death or sacrificing a life. You know, I was just talking with somebody uh, on another podcast about how sci-fi and Star Trek in particular is so uniquely suited for looking at these yeah. questions in sort of their purest form. Yeah, no, I, I agree that, and, that Trek and sci-fi in general really is a really good way to look at moral issues because you can take it out of the specifics of a contemporary issue and look at it more, more in a general, you know, theoretical kind of point of view, because we're never going to have to make the actual decision that Janeway made in this yeah. episode. Um, but the issues surrounding it, you know, are very relevant. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah. What's um, next week? Join awesome. us next week. Thank next you. week will be, uh, Robbie and I will be reviewing the episode Resolutions resolutions will awesome. be the episode we review and for all of our patreon patrons please stay tuned for your bonus material